you are your baby. Ich liebe dich. Go home, Sam. Je t'aime. Hi, I'm your host Heidi Alien, and this is Brilliant Mornings. Join us as we ignite a passion for history and learn from the great minds of the past. This season, we explore holidays in the United States, uncovering the poetry and narratives written or oral behind the great men and women of the past and use their linguistic art to fuel our own writing. Love is in the air today. Let's find out what it's all about. We just heard the beautiful voices of friends from around the world expressing love. In each language, we express our affection or enjoyment in different ways. In English, I use the words, I like, if I think my pizza is good, or if I think my neighbor is nice. But I use love to show that I really enjoy something or someone. And we can use the word love to talk about anything. I can say that I love pizza. I can say that I love my mom. I can say I love my new Xbox and that I love my dog. Even though I love each of these in very different ways. I don't love my mom the way that I love my pizza, right? I want to eat my pizza, but not my mom. I love my mom because she's so giving to me and so helpful and so comforting. Each language has its own way to express these different types of love. In Spanish, te amo is used to express a deeper love. My good friend Miss Angie says te amo when she speaks to her husband or some family members. But when she speaks to me, her friend, she says te quiero because it's a different type of love. It's a friend type of love. Miss Allison, I know that you speak French and you're even a teacher. Can you tell us about French? So in French, the verb aimer means to love. And it also means to like. To like or to love. Every year when I explain this to my students, that aimer means to like or to love, they say, wait, which is it? How can it mean both? When loving is a stronger emotion than liking. The answer is that it depends on what you're talking about who or what you have feelings for. For example, j'aime Pascal, my son. I love Pascal. And to say I love you, I'd say je t'aime. But if I say j'aime la pizza, that means I like pizza. Now, because I don't just like pizza, I love it, I'll use a different verb for that, the verb adorer. J'adore la pizza. J'adore la pizza. Does that sound like an English word you know? J'adore. Remember, I love you, je t'aime, but I love pizza, j'adore. Je t'aime, Pascal. Je t'aime, maman. Wow, it's fascinating to begin to learn the way people in different areas of the world think and how they've developed their languages based on those thoughts. Today, try to ask someone who speaks a different language than you about how they express like and love in their language. 
It's a perfect day to do it because it's Valentine's Day. Growing up, Valentine's Day was by far my favorite holiday. What tops receiving beautiful notes on heart-shaped cards and roses and boxes of candy hearts with messages like be mine and parties and dreaming about love? Then one day, I heard that Hallmark, a company that sells greeting cards, made this holiday up so that they could sell more of their cards. That news dampened my joy on February 14th for a couple of years, but I soon learned that actually it wasn't true. Cultures around the world have celebrated love in February way before Hallmark started producing cards with cupids and hearts. The Catholic Church celebrated St. Valentine, who was martyred for Christian beliefs by the Roman Emperor Claudius II. Later, the Romans celebrated their goddess of love and marriage on February 14th. My favorite discovery about Valentine's Day, however, involves birds. Our friends in Germany share their interesting findings with us. In the 1300s in Great Britain, we read that on February 14th, some feathery friends started their breeding season. Boots. These birds of love or lovebirds are who we celebrate this Valentine's Day by making homemade bird feeders and getting ready for spring. Oh, I love this idea of looking forward to the spring at a time like this. Where I live, it's very cold right now and snow is covering the ground. You know, the English poet Geoffrey Chaucer wrote a poem about these birds finding their soulmates. He wrote in about 1375, and this connected St. Valentine's Day with romantic celebrations. He wrote his poem, Parliament of Fowls, in very old English. Listen to the line about birds, which he calls fowl. For this was sent on St. Valentine's Day, when every fowl cometh there to choose his mate. My family and I love to watch the birds who visit our bird feeder in the winter. You see different families come and go. You see birds pair up. It's a lot of fun, and it certainly is something to do on Valentine's Day. But you know, Valentine's Day is not only about romantic love. The ancient Greeks actually found four types of love. Love is such a grand and complex word that holds many meanings. Do you love your mom and your dad? Your grandma or grandpa? Your sister or brother? Do your mom and dad love you? Miss Nikki, our friend who speaks Greek, tells us that this love is called Storyi. You can say Storyi if you want to, to pronounce it in an American way. You can say Storyi. That's fine. So Storgi is love for your family. Your parents have Storgi for you. Have you ever read the Chronicles of Narnia? The author of the series, C.S. Lewis, tells us that Storgi, love, happens so naturally that we don't even think about it. It's a need love and a gift love. Picture a baby nestled in her mother's arms for comfort and affection. The baby needs her mother to give her food and protection. And the mother gifts those things to her baby. See? It's a need and a gift love. But what about the type of love that we have for our friends? In Greek, this love is called philia or phileo, the ancient one. 
You hear this root word in the name of the city Philadelphia, which means the city of brotherly love. It's when we love our friends as if they are family. This is a special love because we choose it. You don't choose your family members, usually, but you can choose your friends. Having a friend who is loyal and feels like a brother or sister is very special and can be very rare. We should learn to be this special kind of friend to others. The next type of love is called Eros, is the intimate love between man and a woman, Eros. We can think of it as a romantic love, something that your parents experience, something you may feel for your partner when you're old enough to perhaps date and then even get married if that's the path for you. The fourth love and the greatest, the one from which every other love flows, is called Agapi. But you can say agape too if you want to use a theological term. Agape love is unconditional. It lasts forever. The person who loves with agape love may give up a lot, sacrificing his or her own life for someone else, even if that person does not love in return. Miss Nikki's faith is very important to her, and she tells us that you can find agape love when you read about God in the ancient scriptures. These words say that God loves people no matter what with a perfect love. He loved the world so much that he gave his only son so whoever believes in him can have eternal life. If you're wondering a little more about what agape love looks like, it's something like this. One, two, three, four. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Today we have a special Valentine's Day treat. Many of our listeners sent in messages to loved ones to be shared as a surprise to them. Now that you know the four types of love, listen closely and try to figure out the type of love each person is expressing. Is it storge, filio, eros, or agape? Hope, I love you so much. You are an amazing aunt and an amazing sister, and I can't wait for the day when we live closer together. Mwah. I love my parents. I love Miss Heidi. I love God. I love Teo, Jonathan, Paul, all my other friends, Jack, Levi, Claire, and all my family, Josiah, Grace, and yeah. Bye. See you next time. Happy Valentine's Day, Hall. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day to Quinn, Allegra, and your families. We are so happy that we found each other. Hope you feel better soon, Dad. Love you. We love your, you, Dad. We're so happy you're home. We love you, Dad. Great job on your tough surgery. And happy birthday, Mom. Happy Valentine's Day to Ethan and Noah Ben, and happy birthday to my Ethan. I love you. 
And yet I am so proud to be able to call you my sister. You are lovely and creative and just amazing. I love you so much. Jared, you are the love of my life. You are the most amazing papa to Maggie and Everett, and you are the best husband I could ever ask for. I love you, babe. Hi, this is Aunt Kate in North Carolina. Just want to wish a happy Valentine's Day to my nieces and nephews. I love you very much, and you all are special. So happy Valentine's Day to Emma, Drew, Jack, Clark, Wes, Holt, Micah, Arabella, Naomi. Hey mom, it's Daniel. Happy Valentine's Day, I love you. Lauren, you're such a wonderful mom. I love you, happy Valentine's Day. Haven and Lincoln, happy Valentine's Day. Hey Brianna, happy Valentine's Day. I love you and I'm the luckiest guy to be able to do life with you and to be raising our kids together and pursuing all these crazy things together and uh, I just feel incredibly blessed uh, to have you as my Valentine every year and all the time. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day, Jessica. I'm very blessed and very grateful you are my wife. I love you. I love you, Mom. Micah, I love you. You're my best friend. Happy Valentine's Day, Peyton, Maddie, and Carly. Learning with you, my daughters, is one of my favorite things to do. I hope you can each find a way to show love to someone in meaningful ways on this Valentine's Day and every day. Also, take time to look at the people that are in your life who you didn't choose. As C.S. Lewis said, the truly wide taste in humanity will similarly find something to appreciate in the cross-section of humanity, whom one has to meet every day. In my experience, it is affection that creates this taste, teaching us first to notice, then to endure, then to smile at, then to enjoy, and finally to appreciate the people who happen to be there. Did that make sense to you? Look around at the people who happen to be there. Notice them. Put up with the difficult parts of them. Then learn to laugh at them, with them, and enjoy them. And then you can really appreciate them. Happy Valentine's Day! Thank you to each special guest who contributed today. First and foremost, Miss Allison explaining French and Miss Nikki explaining Greek, Pascal, Angie, Johan, Ava, Quinn, Maggie, Hank, Eli, Fidelis, Chow Family, Itzik. And thank you to those who sent in messages and named themselves if desired. The First Corinthians 13 song on love is by Matt and Hope Greycart. Follow us at The Brilliant Mornings Instagram and subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Brilliant Mornings is produced by Heidi Illion with intro and outro music by Matt Graycar. Happy Valentine's Day to the love of my life, Luke, who supports me in every crazy idea that I have and who's a wonderful father to our children. I love you.